Alex, I guess it's kind of a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the future of baseball, what it will look like, if it's coming back, when's it coming back. Now we have a, a outline of what it should look like, could look like, so I have a month to get there, but at least there is a plan for 2020 baseball now. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. There is a plan. Five days from when we're talking right now would be the first date that players will begin spring training 2.0 spring training 2.0 though does not mean live games against other teams a lot of fans think spring training where will I be able to watch the games it's not exactly how spring training 2.0 is going to work it's basically like the first two weeks that you see spring training and wherever that uh, either in Arizona or Florida be like where the pitchers are trying to bring up their pitch counts the hitters seeing live pitching in some form or fashion. And then really after those two, three weeks, we're going to see live baseball games against real competition, real teams, and really real games. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how players react to this spring training 2.0 after they kind of got brought back up during spring training. And now during this spring training 2.0 to the regular season, in early July, it's going to be interesting to see how they react and hopefully, again, get live baseball back on our TV screens and hopefully have a full 60-game season and then the postseason as well. And I think one of the questions I think a lot of people may have right now is how is this going to work? Because I mean, we've seen some teams come back with some positive cases. I mean, most of it's been asymptomatic. But with, with that, I think the biggest thing that I've talked to a lot of people about too is they may be asymptomatic, but they're out for two weeks at, at the minimum. I mean, that's just not doing anything. But then you have to get back ready to go. That I think that's maybe one of the bigger things is, thankfully, most of the cases we're seeing right now are asymptomatic, but mm-hmm. it's just sitting out for two weeks and then getting back ready to go. I mean, it's like coming off the DL or the or the injured list at, at this point. That, but, I mean, it's still going to be something different to where – yeah, you may not be injured or hurt, but you're out two weeks, probably three weeks, and that's already a good chunk of a 60-game season. Right. And, you know, Major League Baseball put out their graphic today that listed off almost the almost FAQ for what is Major League Baseball doing this summer to protect the players from COVID-19. And to your point about the testing aspect and if and really when, unfortunately, players test positive it's when you put the amount of people that will be in contact every single day with each other during a pandemic you will get positive tests it's just the science of it any player who tests positive from COVID-19 will not be allowed to return until he tests uh, negative twice Um, and what's interesting about the COVID-19 coronavirus is that it's different with everyone. One person can get it and have no symptoms or very few. And then on the other hand, someone can get it and have the, all of the symptoms that unfortunately comes along with this virus and they could be out for the entire season. Um, a lot of it is going to be impacted for sure the teams, you know, let's say a face of the franchise tests positive with COVID-19, it's going to have an impact. It's going to 
really change the whole dynamic of a team. And not to mention the fact, if and when players test positive with COVID-19, they are going to have to quarantine for two weeks. Now, you have to think on the other side, if you're an athlete and you are stuck in one room for two weeks after already getting back in shape to play a professional season of Major League Baseball, what is your body going to be like after those two weeks that you're not able to go to the facilities, go to the trainings, work with trainers, uh, see live pitching, to now what is the likelihood of you being able to return in a way after you test negative twice and then you're going to have to go back in a way. It's not like you can just get sent down to a triple-A or double-A team to face live pitching. Sure, we are going to see uh, these dream leagues made up and the taxi squads where you're able to go see live pitching before you make your return to the major league roster. But these are things that's going to be interesting to see play out in live time because, again, Chris, this is the first time we've ever dealt with this um, really in any way. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how teams and players react to eventually the unfortunate sense that players will test positive. How and if will they be able to return this season and get back on the field once they test negative twice? Alex, I think there's a lot of questions with, with that side of it, but I, I think people are finally ready to actually maybe talk about on the field. I know I, I am. I know you are just seeing social media kind of, I think it was this morning you tweeted about Garrett Cole signing, what, 193 days ago, which seems like that was three, four years ago at this point. Looking at a 60-game schedule, I think, opens up a lot of different scenarios to play out. You may have teams make a run in the 60-game season that shouldn't make a run in a 162-game season. How much excitement can this bring to baseball this shortened season? Because you have the DH in both leagues now. Um, you're starting – extra innings with a runner on second base in the regular season. You're having different rules, different scenarios play out to where I don't want to say every team has a chance because I don't think some teams are going to make any type of run, but that's only 60 games and a team gets hot for say 15, 20 games, they could find themselves right in the mix of make, making a playoff run. Mm -hmm. Now I will put a disclaimer out there for the 60 game season. I do believe you would see a different season if we did play 48 games. I think the increase from 48 to 60 will provide more of, okay, who are the legitimate teams that in a 162 season would have made their run, right? I do think that those 12 games are critical for the season to be even considered legitimate. Look, it's 2020, whether it has an asterisk next to it or it doesn't, us baseball fans will look back on this year. You won't see any major records broken or changed just simply because of the fact it wasn't a full season. But I do think the addition of the 12 games provides the argument to this is more of a legitimate season than it would be in less than 50 games. To your point, though, I think I tweeted out this earlier this week that every team, in a way, has a chance in a run for the pennant. Look, you look at the 30 teams, you are going to see upsets. And a three- or six-game losing streak could break a team. And I was thinking about this earlier as well. It almost seems like an exaggerated March Madness. Um, because, look, 
60 games. If you played college basketball in 60 games and the way that March Madness is set up, the eventuality of these teams that will defeat, you know, when you have um, just all these teams, the way that divisions are made up this year, that the Baltimore Orioles will be facing the Boston Red Sox, who have lost Mookie Betts and David Price, Chris Sale is done for the season. You know, so a team like that where the Orioles will be playing them, I believe, a good amount of times, 10 games, I believe it breaks down to right around that ballpark. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but still it's that same thing. If you are able to make a team and get hot at the right times facing the teams that quote-unquote are legitimate, it could really shift the conversation around to where you might see some teams in the postseason that you would not have seen in a regular 162 season. I mean, the way that the Washington Nationals played early on last year, and we all know what happened after that. They ended up winning the World Series after being below 500 for close to two months. Who's to say that it can't happen with another team that not a lot of people are talking about? So the excitement's going to be there. Every 60 games matter. I think that is crucial. I hope that we don't see uh, uh, this conversation. Well, we don't need 162. We got to play 60 from now on. It's exciting, right? But I do still see the buy-in in a long season, especially in baseball, just the basics of the game. But for the circumstances of 2020, if baseball is able to play their full 60 games and the postseason, and will provide excitement and buy-in for the people that aren't considered daily baseball fans than we've ever seen before. Alex, final question. I'll put you on the spot a little bit. We haven't seen the schedules yet and how they'll line up, but it's a lot of geographic uh, situations for interleague play. So, I mean, you're going to see the teams quite a bit. You're going to play a lot of the same teams. Is there a team that maybe you think has a chance to make a run that's not one of the, I guess, favorites because the betting odds came out right away after mm-hmm. basically the, the announcement happened? Is there a team that you're keeping your eye on that says maybe in a 60-game season they have a chance to at least make the playoffs? Uh, and, and especially if it wasn't in a 162? Look, I think people might uh, criticize me with this answer, but I do honestly think don't count the Kansas City Royals out just because of the fact those players are hungry. They're young, yeah. talented, and they want to get after it. The excitement that they've had building up on social media throughout this whole process of the waiting game and to how to get back on the field. I, I think a lot of people will uh, say the Royals aren't true legitimate competitors in the 2020 season. But like I said earlier, Chris, you're going to see teams, if it was a 162-game season and in only 60 games, any team has a chance to make the postseason and to be competitors in 2020. Every single team knows that. You look at the basics of it. If it's a 162-game season, you have the Baltimore Orioles looking at that season and trying to have a positive spin on it, it's going to be tough. But when you only look at 60 games, anyone that knows how baseball is played, anything is on the table. And honestly, Chris, I do believe the Kansas City Royals have more of a shot and a chance than more people are giving them. And I've seen that kind of locally around here, too, is people are saying, well, the Royals weren't very good last year. Right, but they were in a lot of games, and you could tell also this group wants to prove that this is not a re- rebuilding, even though it mm-hmm. looks like a rebuild. They're going through it. 
I think you're I think you're right too. There is a chance. I think the line was 23 and a half. I think they go over that. But yeah, I think it's gonna be fun to see, especially with that team, what they can do in a shortened season. Well, 162, different story, but here, who knows? They could give them confidence to move ahead in 2021 too. So mm -hmm. I, I think it'll be fun to look forward to. And Alex, hopefully we'll do this again before um we officially maybe we'll do it when spring training 2.0 starts over again. So thank you for I doing know this. It's exciting to actually talk about baseball again, yeah. Chris. It's, it's nice and refreshing, and hopefully we get to talk about the actual games very soon. Awesome. Thanks for doing this, Alex. Of course.